Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T, Ray Jeezy. <clears throat> I said Ray Jeezy. Ray Jeezy's Ray G's out. not Ray here. Ray Jeezy's out. You can tell where my mind is at right yep. now. And we are part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Absolutely. Empire Media, Urban Sports Scene. All right. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcasts, such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Who? Mike Jones. Say it again. Who? Mike Jones. All right. Subscribe to our <laughs> podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app, with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the, po- download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. We'll see. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. Play-by-play voice of the Commanders, Brand Weinstein, will join us to talk about Commanders, the Commanders' upcoming preseason game against the Cleveland Browns. Then at 825, Bowie TV Sports Ravens reporter Karita Parks will join us to talk about the Ravens training camp and their upcoming game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Finally, in our segment, HBCU Corner, we'll have a pre-taped Interview with the reigning MEAC Men's Basketball Rookie of the Year and MEAC Tournament Most Outstanding Player, Howard University's Shy I mean, Forward Shy Odom. But first, right now we have Empire owner, ESPN 6, 630 DC radio personality and play-by-play voice of the Washington Commanders, Brad, Brad Weinstein on the line. What's going on, Brown? What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good, good. Exciting times, Bram. Exciting times. So Friday at 7.30 uh, for the for their first preseason game, the Washington Commanders will travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, quarterback Sam Howe goes into the game as QB1. How long do you see him playing Friday night? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're being really coy about the whole thing, but I can't imagine more than a quarter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll be surprised if it's anything more than that. Um, you know, if he's going out there, then the offensive line's going out there. And honestly, those are the, you know, I want to see Hal and I want to see the offensive line. I mean, those are the two, to me, biggest question marks of the whole offseason and, and what they're going to do this year. So, you know, I, the more they play, I think the better, personally. Um, defensively, I think there's a whole different conversation we, we had. But I, I really think that the right thing to do is to play the offense a little bit here. So, so if, you, if it was up to you, would you have them like a quarter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would play them at least a couple of drives. I, I, okay. Two or three drives is, is about what I would want to see them do. Two or three drives, um, and dependent on the you know how the game is going, and assuming that there's no injuries or anything like that, mm-hmm. that's about that's about the limit I would be looking for Friday night. All right, Bram. First of all, uh, how are you? I'm great. All right, cool. Um, one question: We were just talking about the offense, um, and just this afternoon, Ron Rivera had a mea culpa about the. Um, the conversation that was had about Eric Bieniemy and his intensity 
um, for um, the way he coaches the offense. Do you, if this team doesn't come out looking sharp, looking, at, I'm not going to say a well-oiled machine, but looking like there's progress, do you think that uh, Eric Bieniemy starts to take a little, um, a little heat from the meat from the from the media, even though it's preseason week one. Um, I don't think so yet. Um, I think it's a little early for that. I think everyone understands that this is a very inexperienced quarterback. Um, so I don't, I don't think so yet. But I did find the comments that Rivera made a couple days ago um, a bit unusual, and I would maybe describe them as he overshared mm. a little bit. And, you know, obviously he tried to reel some of it back in. He, he basically was trying to say that, the, that everything is different, that it is more intense, that his reputation is exactly what you get, but that the guys who had any concerns about it or were starting to get used to it or were uncomfortable with it, you know, have talked to him, and he is seeing progress together. But it didn't come out that way. It came out as... You know, that not everybody's on board with all this stuff. And I don't think that's what he intended to say. And then there were a couple of other things that were said that got run with that he didn't intend to mean. So, you know, he was trying to say, Eric's a different coach than I am. That's a different coach than Jack. But it sounded like he was saying he needs to change his bedside manner if he's going to be a head coach one day. (laughs) So, like, all of it, you know, all of this added up to, in his mind, Rivera, a little confusion about what he meant by it. Um, and you know, I think really if they go out and they play two or three drives and they don't score any points, as long as they look competent, I don't really think there's going to be a tremendous amount made of it. If they come out and look like they can't protect them and throw a couple of interceptions or, or, or look like that they're not, you know, running, um, or they're not operating, you know, in the way that they should at this point, then I think you might have some of that kind of pushback, but I don't think we're there yet. I, I just this week was weird. I mean, I what was said I felt was really unusual. It was overshared, um, but I don't think we're at the point of wondering if the offense is going to go bust. I, I'm I'm not there yet with that. All right, um, here is conspiracy time. All right, we know that usually head coaches talk to their players through the media. Do you think that opposed to Ron Rivera trying to deliver a message to his players, he was trying to deliver a message to Eric Bieniemy about, as you said, his bedside manner and coaching and interacting with the players through the media opposed to him talking to him directly? I actually just – yes. Yes on Tuesday, not today. Like On Tuesday, when he said what he said at 8.30 in the morning and then didn't walk it back and Twitter went crazy – and pundits are now talking about it. And then, coincidentally, Eric Bieniemy is holding his first press conference of training camp, and he was readily prepared to answer all the questions about this, having not known what was said, right? Mm-hmm. So it felt like that there was some kind of message being sent. When Rivera came back today with a prepared statement and was saying, I did not intend for this to go this way, I actually believe that this was, as he put it, he put his foot in his mouth. So I, I agree that there was, I thought there was some kind of message trying to be sent here. But after what they said a day later, now I don't. Mm. So that's why I think this is so really unusual. Like this felt like to me what happened with Jamin Davis a year ago, mm. where they purposefully called him out after week one to send a message to him. 
And they didn't walk that back. They sent a message to him. And today, by not basically standing their ground, um, I I got the sense that um, that that's not what was intended. And I'm going to call it an own goal. But that's that's all that happened here. They made a mistake. He made a mistake, and he walked it back and wasn't particularly pleased about how the media ran with it. But honestly, after he said what he said, I assumed that that's what the media was going to say. And I assumed that it was a message, a purposeful message. I was surprised when he told us otherwise. Yeah, I think that's all on Rom. I'm going back. We're going to go back to this pre, this preseason game. So you know, everybody's talking about the quarterback play. They're worried about and, and deservedly so. You're worried about this this new quarterback, but. Other than the QB, what do you want to see from the Commanders out of this preseason game? So Cleveland said they're going to play the majority of their starters. I actually hope it is their defensive players, too, because, right. you know, they, they acquired Zadarius Smith to go alongside Miles Garrett. That's as good an edge runs duo as you're going to get. Well, I want to see our tackles. Hmm. You know, I want to see them protect. Um, that's a very good defensive line now with Dalvin Tomlinson. So, like, this is, this is a real deal line, and... We're talking about a division where we have real deal defensive lines, and I'm not sure that our offensive line is a strength, and I don't know if it's a weakness. I think it's somewhere in the middle. So I think this is a very good test, even if it's just for a couple of series. I want to see how they perform and you know how much communication is going on between them. Everyone keeps telling me they're getting better and better and better. All right, let's put it to the test. You know, I want to see what happens there. Defensively, I, frankly, I want them to literally hide everything they're going to do because I think they're playing with a full deck this year, mm-hmm. and I see no sense in showing anybody what they plan to do with their personnel. So I actually hope that Washington, you know, oddly, is vanilla on defense if they play their starters at all. All right, Bram, um, we, we're talking about the defense. Um, there's a one guy in particular that I know that uh, fans are clamoring to see, and that's Chase Young. Do you do you have do you have any indication of how long? Chase Young will play during this first preseason game. If I don't, he plays at all, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. I, I. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play at all. So I. I really. I don't know. They have not. All we know is Sam Al starting, which means the offensive line is going to go out there, which means most of the starters will go out there. Will they play their defense? I don't know. I mean, you know, here's an opportunity. I mean, the Browns said Deshaun Watson's going to play, uh-huh. so they're putting their starters out there. So this is an opportunity. That said, like. Washington has has messaged over and over that they think next week these two practices with the Ravens and the game against the Ravens are the most important week of the summer and the most telling week of the summer. So if he does play, I don't feel like it's going to be very much. Yeah, Uh, we'll we'll see, though. We'll see. Hey, Bram, thanks for being on the show. Before we let you go, let our listeners know how they can catch you on social media and whatever and all the content you have with Empire Media as well. Oh, man, this would take an hour. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'll be calling the game with Julie Donaldson, London Fletcher, uh, Friday night. You can catch that on Big 100 or, you know, wherever you are on the Washington Commanders Radio Network. So we're looking forward to that. Season four for me, so I'm very excited to bless him, bless get going again. Uh, my radio show is 3 to 6 Eastern on ESPN 630 AM. So you can catch me there. Empire Media, as you guys mentioned, uh, has your great show and John Kimes show and a bunch of others. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And this time of year, I get real busy. I get People like me this time of year. I'm ubiquitous. so uh, <laughs> I, I, And I don't take it for granted that people want me to come on their shows and talk about the Commanders. Well, Bram, thanks for being on. Appreciate you for ma- making time for us. As always, uh, ho- and, hopefully a successful season. Yep, and we'll be yep. in touch to have you back around week four. All right, guys. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks. See you.
All right, Yen, uh, his Twitter handle is at RealBramW. That's at RealBramW. But yeah, Bram had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, actually, you know, you, did you want to say something real quick? No, go ahead. No, actually, uh, we do have Twitter responses about like you know about Sam Howell and how folks want to, how long they want to see Sam Howell in you know in this game against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, let me pull these tweets up because there's a bunch of them actually. Actually, I'm not going to look on that one. You know what? Well, while you pull those tweets up, actually, this would be a great. I guess measuring stick for their defense. If and I, and I don't know if he plays. If Nick Chubb plays, right? I Just I don't know if he'll play. But I, yeah, I, know I don't Sean, know. I know yeah. Sean won't play. He need to play. Yeah, I, I I don't know if he plays. But if Nick Chubb plays, it'll be great to see how this. Uh, I think so too. I think it's good to, to your point. Yeah. I think I, I think if the Browns play their first team offense, it's a very good test. Yeah. Because I think I mean just like it's wild, just like. You know when Michael Vick played a little bit of that season with the Eagles and everybody was like, he ain't look that good. Mm-hmm. And then you got his full – he had a full season, champ, everything. You know what I mean? And then you just got Vick. You got the real Vick, right? Mm-hmm. Even – you say better than the normal Vick because he was throwing that thing, right? Um, so, it's like, to me, you're going to get the real Deshaun. You know, the real Deshaun Watson. Like, last year wasn't the real Deshaun Watson. So, I think it's like, to your point, yeah, Chubb, but I think Deshaun is an excellent test. That with Michael – with um, not Michael, uh, um, Cooper – you know what I'm saying? Cooper and uh, who's the other wide receiver? They, they signed somebody, too. Uh, I think Moore. Elijah Moore, Elijah from, Moore the, from, from the Jets. Jets. Moore, and then they still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, my guy from Michigan, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then they also had uh, David and Joku. Yeah, Joku, the tight end. So yeah. they got weapons. They, like, they got a lot weapons. of weapons. So I think it's a good test. Like, if they're going to play their first team, even though it's going to be vanilla, but that's still talent. You know what I mean? And that, to me – Live competition. Live competition. I'm all about that other than that camp, that camp bullshit. Like, that camp bullshit is for the birds. Like, you ain't going to never get me with – Oh, he looked good against trash. I don't do that. Like, I don't do that. All right, my man on Twitter, my man Rio Robinson says he wants to see two series. Uh, and a scoring drive would be perfect, but I'll, I'll take three points, two series. Uh, let's see. My guy Cam said uh, on Twitter said either after the first touchdown or two series. Um, trying to keep reading some more. My man uh, at solo, Kent, at solo underscore Kenny said two series, hopefully one scoring drive. I would want to, I would want to see Sam connect with at least five players, tight end, running back, three wide receivers. Also want to see our kicker make at least one field goal on Friday. Uh, Black, I mean at Cole shut up. I mean at Cole underscore shut up. At least a quarter. He's literally he's literally only thrown 19 pro passes in his career. Um, at it's Mister BQC says. A whole first quarter into the second, into the second, if they are in the middle of the drive, in a, of a drive when the first quarter ends. Uh, let's see. So I'm gonna read one more. More. I'm gonna read. Let me read these two because they actually tweet enough. Uh, at B Chappelle three says one series, good or bad, yank him after that. Play Jacoby three series and sit him. Let Fromm show out. And last one at uh, Cray eight sports talk. Not long, maybe maybe a drive or two. More important than a series, I I, I would think that fans want to see uh, how the communication goes from the enemy to how how yeah. how communicates that in the huddle mm-hmm. and how quickly he's able to get them out of the huddle and also um, get how how assesses the defense pre snap. Yeah. Right, I think those are more important things than. Actual throws for him, getting like, actual like, live looks against the I, defense. I like that. How? How? I like that. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Just how you know, it's not about scoring. Just how you look. Are you comfortable, right? Um, 
I think one of the tweets, uh, some folks who tweeted was talking about like he literally had 19 pro throws, and I'm like, I mean, he played in the preseason last year, and he was effective in the preseason. So it depends or whatever. But he was playing with the third stringers, right? Um, but it's all about what you said, the comfortability, right? Because you can, you may not score, but you look accurate. Maybe a receiver drops passes, you know, bad penalty messes up your drive, okay. but it's not, not that's not on you, right? But if you look clean in the pocket, confident, make good throws. Um, what you see in practice, he's bringing into the game, and, and, and the coaches would know better than us, right? Then you, I would call that a win. I mean, ideally, I won't lie to you. Personally, I would love him to see a whole quarter, personally. But And also one of the things you want to see him do is him go through his progression, yes. right? Yeah. The, one of the, I, I know one of the major beefs you had with the guy who started here last year, Carson Wentz, was it was one look then tuck the ball, run, yeah. or try to make some type of crazy pay, crazy play instead of progressing, making his reads. Yeah, he just lost his swag. Yeah, Carson just lost his swag, and yeah. I like Carson, and I like Carson. I'm not the haters. I'm not one of the haters. I like Carson, but he just you know when a player loses their swag, like he lost his swag. I'm reading with my man Robin because he went to Roosevelt with me. That's I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read his tweet. Rob is like he needs work. I think he should play a half or the first two. I mean, the, wait, a half of the first two games. Then sit, then sit game three. I know since it's like four, it's, it is three I, preseason games. I get that, but I wouldn't play like a whole half. No, I, would you? I, absolutely, I would play them three quarters. It makes sense. This, and this the first game? Three quarters. Because yeah. you're only playing like – I don't have a problem with that, to be real with you. Because three, because you took away one preseason yes, game, right? three quarters. And then against the Ravens, as long as the Ravens have their number ones and the oh, majority of them. That would be the game you play three quarters? The Ravens no, game? This game, three quarters. So it gets the Browns three quarters and the Ravens, because they do play the Ravens in the preseason too. Yep. One um, of the things we do know is the Ravens are one of those organizations that tends to play their, their plays. I'm not going to say all their veteran players, they play, they do, but like though. three, you know, two or three quarters, but they do play the majority of um, guys or either the young talent that's ascending and they give them an opportunity. So that would give. Sam Howell, plenty of looks. That's true. They do play their dudes, though. That's a fact. They play their dudes. Um, I'm trying to come out to you. Oh, yeah, sorry. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I would do – yeah. I would – I would. Yeah. The Ravens game, I definitely play them. I would give them – I'll, I'll give them a lot of burn. That Ravens game, I'll give them a lot of burn. I'm Because I'm all about practice. But you know what? I guess the Browns, I would, too. Because the Browns got, like we just talked about, they got quality starters. They have quality, they have quality starters. starters. It's yep. good. To, like iron sharpens iron. I think you need to play – you need to play them. You just need to play him as much as possible. I, I have look, man. People get hurt, man. It's football, Absolutely. man. It's football, it's Sam football. Howell can people get hurt. It's sports, though. Knock it's, on wood. Sam Howell could blow his knee out during training camp. Yeah, right? people get hurt, man. It happens. So, so I, it, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of the Bill Belichick camp, which is you can get injured in practice or you can get injured in a game. Or Either play. way you put it, I'm going to play you get reps out of you and then also get live film on you man. to help teach you when you come back into the no, building man, next week. You get hurt in the real world. Dudes getting hit by chairs, dog. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Getting hit by, you ain't getting jumped by a mob of white people. Like, <laughs> shit, shit is real out here, dog. <laughs> shit is real out here. <laughs> I'm just saying, shit is real out here, bro. It don't even matter. Like, you can get hurt. Absolutely. Like, you can get hurt out here. The streets yeah. is tough. <laughs> so how can we just chilling? You don't know. Anything, can, anything can happen. happen so you know? no, just play while you can. I'm not mad. At, look, play. If you want to play a whole quarter, I ain't mad at you. Play a whole half, I ain't mad at you. But here's but here's the thing though. If you play Sam Howe a whole a and half, then, then you have to play. put the supporting cast. Yeah, that whole line. You. I'm gonna say this much. You may not have to play. This is the thing. You may not have to play the rec- the number one receivers. 
but you got to play the O-line. But I'm going to keep it a buck. Is this O-line good enough to be worried about sitting people anyway? No, it's That's not. That's what I'm saying. You don't it's have unproven. You don't have a – you don't have a um, – it's like you don't have you, you don't, don't have, have Trent, Trent Williams. You don't have Trent Williams. Yeah. You had don't have Brandon Sheriff. You don't have Brandon Sheriff. You don't got a Morgan Moses. You just got regular dudes. I mean, no, not, no, no. I mean, you have unproven dudes. I ain't going to even call them yeah. regular dudes. You have unproven dudes. So I don't have a problem if he's playing. Everybody else could play. Absolutely. I mean, and again, we just talked about it. People get hurt. People get hurt every day. B. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to. I don't want to hear that crap. Like someone he can get hurt. That's all good. People get hurt, man. All right, when we come back from the break, Bowie TV Sports Ravens reporter Karita Parks will join us to talk about the Baltimore Ravens in their first preseason game after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Science. For ages. You dig? Deuces on Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com. Dot com. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Did you realize that you were attacking? You don't see just how wild the crowd is. You don't see just how fly my style is. I don't see why. I need a stylist when I shop so much I can speak Italian. I don't know, I just want it better for my kids. And I ain't saying we was from the projects, but every time I wanna lay away or deposit, my daddy say when you see clothes, close your eyelids. We was sorta like Will Smith and his son. In the movie, I ain't talking about the rich ones. Cause every summer he'd get some brand new hair brain scheme to get rich from. And I don't know what he did for dope, but he'll send me back to school with a new wardrobe and hey. I think he did When he packed it up and brought it back to the crib Just a little something, show you how we live Everything I wanted, man, it seems so serious mm-hmm. That's that sh- So if you gon' do it, do it just like this Did you realize That you were a When it feel like living's harder than dying For me, giving up's way harder than trying Lauren Hill said her heart was in Zion I wish her heart still was in rhyming Kids gonna listen to, huh? I guess me if it isn't you. Hey, you listening to the Urban Sports Scene? We'll see about stuff over later. Homie Ray G's out, and we are part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Right now, we have Double Take Sports and Bowie TV Sports. Baltimore Ravens reporter Karita Parks on the line. Karita is also the founder of Double Take Sports. What's up, Miss Parks? What's up, Will? Why you use your inside voice? Your inside voice. My inside voice? <laughs> yeah, I'm using my corporate voice. Here's a corporate voice. Here we go. The corporate voice today. <laughs> I was about to say something real ignorant. Yes, you were. I had to stop myself. I was about to say that. I, I, was, I was close. I was close. Bro. All right. I'm just playing. It's all good. I'm you have been at the Ravens training I was about camp. You a corporate nigga. You've been at the Ravens training camp and you also covered. The commander's training camp. Um, for you, what's the difference between these two camps thus far? So, so far this year, I've actually been at Ravens camp all season. But, I mean, I can just tell you, you know, just from covering commanders in general, the Ravens mean business. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying like the the commanders don't. It's just a completely they just 
it's just a completely different vibe. It's very hard to describe. Oh. But you can tell that, like, there's a certain expectation of them as professionals and as a team. And that, you know, practice, they're very focused in practice. You don't see a lot of, and this is, this is an observation, so this is not necessarily a comparison. Right. But you just don't see, you don't see a lot of, like, playing, joking around. I mean, like, at the end when everything's done, they, you know, everybody's lightened up and everything like that. But, yeah, they really be about that business, so. So, let me, okay, okay, so you, you've been there this year. We know that there's some widespread changes to that offense with Todd Munkin mm-hmm. coming in being the OC, then you also have uh, Lamar right. Jackson having uh, weapons for like I'll just be honest, he has some weapons on the outside. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, what What do you see from from Lamar Jackson this this year thus far? Yeah. So you know, I think the being that he has the car, like his contract situation is over. Like you can tell that he has. And this is also a credit to Todd Monken. You can tell he has a different confidence in the sense of he is the leader of the team, being more vocal. He's ha- going to have the opportunity to make, you know, changes in plays as he sees fit, just based on what he sees from the other team's defenses. So I think we're going to see, I want to say, like a more mature Lamar Jackson in the sense of his leadership is going to be more on display I believe this season, just based on the fact that Todd Mockins kind of given him that opportunity. And Lamar Jackson said it over and over again. He feels like Todd Mockins has given him the keys to the offense. Okay. And that's not something that he's said in the past. Yeah, and I can tell he's always wanted that. How is he throwing that thing? Like, how is he looking practice like, in terms of throwing that, throwing that rock? He's been fairly accurate in practice. Of course, he has his days, and we kind of see that in games sometimes. Like, he has his days. But he's been fairly consistent in practice. He's been throwing downfield because, you know, he has, like, OBJ out there, Zay Flowers. I mean, he's got a lot of deep threats, which, you know, in the past it was mostly just Hollywood Brown. So he's looked good. He had a, all the quarterbacks, not just Lamar Jackson, had a really bad day on Friday. Oh, okay. They had nine interceptions total. Lamar had four. Uh, so that was his worst day of training camp. But on Monday – the offense came back and they were sharp. There was no interception. So I think it's just a matter of still learning the system. And then the defense is just stepping up, honestly. Okay. So I do have one, like, I do have a question about even like compared to the, you know, to the, uh, was it, was it Greg Roman, his last corner? Yes. So, I mean, in terms of like the talk within the media, right. Is there a concern that Lamar looks better with like Greg Roman compared to Mon- uh Monkins, like, is there is that is there is that chatter over there, or is it just like okay, we just folks are just patient. They're like, okay, you know, Lamar's just learning learning a new offense. You are you're alluding to maybe he looked better. Yeah, with Greg, with Roman. Greg Roman. Yeah, is there anybody is anybody thinking that he looked better? Like, are folks having that chatter? Like, he looked better with Roman. Are they comparing the two or whatever from camp? No, I okay. have not heard that. Okay. I will say I haven't heard any comparison between. Um, what he looked like last year and this year. And honestly, you know, obviously I wasn't necessarily covering the Ravens mm-hmm. last season to see enough of how he looked at practice under Greg Rowe. But I have seen Lamar play, and I can't say that I feel like there's this vast 
difference in the sense that he looked better with Roman versus Monkin. What I will say is I've noticed that he's more patient in the pocket. Okay. And maybe that's because he has more weapons. And so he feels like he doesn't. He runs when he needs to run. He scrambles when he needs to scramble. And there's, they still have their design plays for him to run. Yeah. But that has been noticeable to me is that he seems more patient in the pocket. See, well, we were just talking about this. The break of stereotypes, right? Didn't we just talk about this? Like, yes. the break of stereotypes? I'm cool with a running black quarterback. Why does that bother people? Like, I'm actually cool with that. I don't, I don't know why that bothers I, people. I, I don't know why. Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm like, Lamar, <laughs> bro, you dope with this. Like, you dope running, bro. Like, I don't. This, but I want to be clear. Problem. I want to be clear. I don't <laughs> feel like I want to be clear. Like I don't feel like he is m- like making this intention not okay. to run. Okay. I just think that he has more options, so he doesn't feel like he okay. has to immediately take off. But you see him take off when he feels like he needs to take off. I okay. think it's just more better decision making. Got you. Because I'm like embrace it, bro. Folks can't catch you. It's cool. <laughs> embrace it. Like I don't get like. I, Look, look, man, if Tom Brady can run, I'm sure he run. He can't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just wasn't genetically possible. It wasn't, it wasn't genetically possible. But I'm just saying, like, embrace it, run. Karita, I, I want to follow up on something you said at the beginning of the start of our interview. You said that there's a noticeable difference between the intensity or the intention when um, mm-hmm. in, in the training camp practices when, when you covered the commanders opposed to what you're seeing at um in the ravens in the ravens do you notice a different means of communication between the coaching staff on the commanders when they communicated with the players versus the ravens coaches well i don't want to say so my observations aren't based on like a a comparison between the commanders necessarily i just think it was I just think it's a different style. Like we all know that there is, there's just a different style. I haven't been out there with EB. I get the sense that EB probably has more of a style than the Ravens have. Um, but communication between the coaches and the players, I see well, for the most part, I see the communication when it comes to like, you know, making corrections or, um, when a play doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, like you see the coaches step in and then obviously during individual drills, the coaches are um, there and communicating with communicating the whole time with their players. Um, it's interesting because I will say I did, you know, every now and then you'll catch a coach yelling on the Ravens side. If there's like, if there's something really going wrong, but you don't really hear a lot of yelling. I will say that. So like the coaches are communicate, like they're communicating with their players without necessarily raising their voices. I don't really see or observe a lot of yelling. Now there was a time, like I think it was, gosh, I can't remember if it was offensive line or defensive line. Like one of the coaches got like upset, but I also heard that was uncharacteristic of him. So there must've been something that he saw that he didn't like Mm. clearly. Um, So yeah. So I, I see effective communication, nothing, you know, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference with like between communication levels necessarily, but you definitely see communication. Okay, so you talked about it. You talked about OBJ, and you know he's on mm-hmm. the team. Um, you know OBJ. We've heard recently that he basically has no ACL. Like we've heard this on like I heard this on the pivot actually. So I'll give a plug for the pivot. For the pivot. I heard this on the pivot. He has no ACL. <laughs> Uh, so does, does he look I'm not healthy? laughing at the no ACL. I'm laughing at the pivot because, yeah, yeah, that's my pot. Oh, I, 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 like I, I, I bump with that show too. I bump with it. Uh, so does he look healthy out there? 
He's been healthy so far. He's participated in, mo- like, in, you know, I don't see him sitting out a lot is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, the other day, I think it was this week, earlier this week, actually. All my days get mixed up. But earlier this week, um, they took him out early, but not because he was hurt or anything. They just felt like he had enough reps. So you see him participating fairly consistently with the wide receivers during drills and during team drills. And he's been looking good. Like he barely has had, he's had some drops, but he's barely had drops. Like he's been catching everything. And the one thing that has stood out to me, which we know this about OBJ, but just when you see it in person is that he can catch passes that are almost uncatchable. And you see him doing that. He's doing his one-handed catches. So he looks like classic OBJ. We'll just have to see what happens during the season. But he's looking healthy. And he's not, you know, like I said, they don't overwork him. But you don't see him sitting out too much either. Yeah, I root for OBJ, man. Uh, praise up to him, man. I hope he has a, hope he has a great season. All right, so uh, Saturday night, the Ravens played the, their first preseason game against the defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Ravens have a 23-game winning streak in the preseason. Is, mm-hmm. is this a message they preach in camp? Like, I want. Are they talking about like we got to go twenty four and zero? Like, is that a thing? Like, I because I, I appreciate it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm about winning at all by by any means necessary and anything you would do in life. I'm about that. <laughs> so I'm when people say don't take preseason serious, I I I'm sorry. I fuck with hardball, bro. Like I'm like this is what it is. Like I'm gonna beat the other squad. Period. I don't I don't care. Like if you try to go home early, I'm gonna beat the bricks off. Of you. So I want to know, does he preach that at camp? Like, yo, we, y'all ain't going to lose this for us. Like, y'all- it's so funny because, you know, he do have that, like, that, I don't want to, well, I guess I could say savage mentality because, like you said, it's like, I'm going to beat you in the preseason. Like, let's, let's go. Let's do it. But it's also funny seeing him in practice because he's just as, in practice, he comes across very calm and you see him walking around and you see him talking, you know. So it's just funny that, you know, he has that mindset, but when you see him in practice, if you didn't know that, you wouldn't think it necessarily. But to answer your question, I don't hear them talking about wow, it in practice. That's crazy. Now, that doesn't <laughs> mean they don't talk about it. They just might not talk about it in earshot of Got us. Got you. Got you. But, so, I'm, yeah, I can't say they don't talk about it, but I haven't heard them speak of that in front of the media. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a media question as it comes closer to the game and he'll answer the question. Mm-hmm. But, it's not like you see them walk, you hear him or walking around talking about the preseason. We got to get that 24th win. Like, you don't hear that. But I'm not saying he don't say that to his players behind closed doors because I don't know. So on social media, if we ask, I ask Raven fans, is the preseason streak important to him? Uh, and if so, why? Uh, my man uh, Ravens Rising says, important? No. Interesting? Definitely. It adds intrigue to, to, to a game that is typically meaningless. For the casual fan. Uh, but low-key on the inside, he's probably like, Bro. it's important to him probably on the inside. Like, yeah, right, or else they would not have this 23-win streak. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's obviously important. Like, don't get it twisted. It's important. Like, it's right. Important. It means something to it him. It means something to him. I'm like, he Bro. might not brag. Like I said, he might not be braggadocious no. about it. Vocally to media. Yo. But it's clearly got some meaning. Dog, he, dog, he is the he is the... Preseason New England Patriots. That's what he is, bro. Like back in the day with Brady and like, dude, Brady and Belichick. That's what he is. Like the dude is the goat of preseason. Like don't get yeah. twisted. Like he's like I'm telling you when they scrimmage the Commanders, I'm t- he's like, yo, we winning this motherfucker. Like I'm telling you, like y'all better not come here with an L. 
Car- Carita, I mean, me- you know, they definitely, that's the, the other team on the other side of the belt, way. So, you know, they definitely want to, each team wants to beat the other. No, I think, I think Harbaugh wanted more. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> someone who Karita, someone who covers training camp, do you get a little bit more excited about the preseason games as we start to as they start to play out, or you just say ah, it's just another worthless? These are three meaningless games to me. I think for me, because I cover training camp, I'm interested to see preseason because I want to see what these guys, some of these guys, look like in a game situation you kind of want to see if what what you're observing in practice carries over to the game i should say that basically okay so as someone right so when you're coming to training camp i think you do see the preseason as an opportunity to really see how they're going to execute against another team because you're seeing them playing against each other but i kind of want to see how is this how's this going to play out against another team so, uh, creator, I mean, you're being in camp or whatever and whatnot, other than, like, obviously, like, Lamar, but which players have caught your eye then? You know what I mean? You're talking about, since you're saying, like, you are interested now in preseason to see, like, what you saw translates to the game. So, who who out there in preseason do you, I mean, in camp, have, do you want to mm-hmm. see the most in, in the preseason game? Zay Flowers is having himself a really good camp. And, I mean, he's winning his one-on-one matchups. He's fast. He's quick. He's he's not really having a bad day. You know, they all have their, like I said, they all have their drops here and there. But he's been pretty consistent just watching him. So I would love to see. I really want to see how it plays out for him in a game situation, especially because he's a rookie. So I want to see how, like, that translates on, onto the field because he's had a pretty good um He's been pretty good in practice and had a really good training camp. I'd also say, like, on the defense, just some names that we don't hear very often, like Ardarius Washington and Corey Mayfield Jr., they both accounted for, like, two interceptions on that nine-interception day. So I love to just kind of see, you know, what they do in a game situation, too, as well. So those are just a couple of names. I mean, the wide receivers – that's just going to be something to watch because they, they're stacked at the wide receiver position. So I'm just interested to see how that plays out when you get past, um, like, the number three receiver and such. I'm thinking – actually, I'm, that's why I'm thinking about this player, uh, the Notre Dame safety. I forgot. The safety, the starting safety. for Tyler Hamilton? Yeah, Hamilton. How is he looking? Oh, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Oh, Kyle, How he yeah. He talked to the media because he is uh, – I wanted him. That's why I wanted to draft him. I yeah, they're pushing him <laughs> on the safety. Oh, <laughs> Like He's looking good. He 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 also was in on the interception. He, he, I'm trying to think. Don't quote me. Mm. I don't think he's. Don't quote me though. I don't think he's had a ton of interceptions okay. necessarily in training camp. But he did for sure have it on have one on Friday. Okay. Uh, but even if he though he hasn't had may have not had interceptions throughout camp, he's definitely caused some problems for the offense. In practice, there's been some days. There was a day. I'm sorry, I keep saying days, but obviously I don't remember what day is no, what. No, but that's all we need. We good. Yeah. So there was a, a frustrating day for the offense. There weren't in a, a lot of interceptions, but the defense was just locking them up. Mm. And Kyle Hamilton was one of those guys who kept giving them problems that day. So he's definitely looking good. He talked about just this 
this season how he feels like he's catching on faster because he was a rookie last year. So he feels like, you know, he just has more knowledge this season and is able to catch on a bit faster. So, well, this is, this is good info. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm trying to learn about the Ravens and whatnot. But One last question well, for, 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 for your for, fantasy team. Yeah, you know it. I'm an OBJ. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. One last question for you, Karita. Um, where's the best place you found to eat at uh, Ravens? Yeah, and be more at Ravens training camp. <laughs> Man. It's always meals, right? That's an Owens Mill. So, but I, but I, this is not the this is so Owens Mills. I went to a place the other day called Stanford's Kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's that like, was pretty. That's Copper Canyon. That's like Copper Canyon. Though. That's like a that's a what's the name of Copper Canyon, right? Is it a chain? Though? Yeah, it's a chain. It's part of Copper Canyon's tree. Believe me, I know oh, about I, know I know all about Copper well, Canyon. That's my first time <laughs> being I, I, I there. I these streets, dude. I, I know. Okay, <laughs> so that was cool. That's my first time that's being nice. there, so that was cool. I might need to talk to you about more places though, because yeah. I need some more options. I I don't really. When I'm out and about like that and in places that I don't frequent often, per se, I like to go to new places. Like, you know, I don't want to go to the chains. Now, Stanford Kitchen may have been a chain, but I had never been there. No, so that was cha- cool. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a different type. It's a chain, but it's a different type of chain. It's a, it's a now, spot. in Baltimore, by the stadium, because they had the stadium practice... Yeah. So there's a place I there's a place I had always went called Limoncello. I like that spot. Uh-huh. But there I went to a new spot the other day and y'all might know it, but it was called Nick's Fish House, I think. Yeah. yeah I've been, been there. I been mm-hmm. there. I've been to Poppies. That's all I've been Poppies out there. That's that, pl- that spot was a pleasant surprise cuz honestly I was just hungry uh-huh. and I wanted to find somewhere <laughs> to eat. And I looked on Yelp. I'm like, what's nearby? What's catching mm-hmm. my interest? So it had like high reviews on Yelp. And I was like, yeah, I could do like some crab, a crab cake or whatnot. So I went over there. That place was packed. They got like three bars. It, they got inside, outside. Outside was a vibe. They had a live ba- band. Um, yeah. It's on the water. It was cool. I liked it. Cool. Good. So what was the place you said? Poppies? Poppies, yeah, that's black on. Yeah, Poppies is nice though. Oh. Poppies real nice. It's okay. uh it's uh Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's that's, I guess you call it that's still Baltimore City. But it's only it's on like on the outskirts of Baltimore City. It's not the, it's not the county because then people from the city hate the county. It's in the city, but it's on the outskirts of the, of the uh, city. No golden dragon. Okay. You're not oh, I see the streets. Oh, nigga, dude, nigga, I was I was a golden dragon like the other day, bro. Shit, don't get me twisted. I got a free I got a free shot and everything. They love me, golden dragon, bro. I ain't going to hold you. I was chilling. I was like, look at my tab. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back next time, buddy. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Hey, I've been trying. Will, I've been trying. Don't don't play on the dragon, bro. I've been trying to get you there. I tried to get you to go there, too, but he was. No, nah, I've been there. Uh, you you know, been there? Yeah, now, been where there. is that, though? Oh, that's in the, that's in, okay, that's in the, that's in that's the county hood. That's yeah, the county that's hood. like, um. That Rand- is the hood. Rand- oh, is yeah. It Randall's? I can't be doing all nah, that. No, no, I ain't saying all that. No, no, no. No, no, you can't do that. Randall, <laughs> yeah, Randallstown. Randallstown. Yeah, yeah. Randallstown. I've been there a couple You know, it's wild when I was hooping, when I, before I got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I told the dudes that I was with that I'm going to go. Hey, y'all trying to go to the Golden Dragon? They said, like, "What's what's wrong with you? Are you okay, Wally?" They first like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm good." What you what you talking about? You trying to get shot? I was like, "The Golden Dragon ain't that serious, y'all. Ain't, like, it's really, not, y'all gassing it terrible. up a little bit? It's not terrible, it's, bro. It's not that bad. Like, no. it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for trouble. I just want to eat and get out. Like, they give you, a, you know, I'm African. You know, I'm African. They give you a bunch of fucking rice. Like, I love rice. They give me a bunch of fucking oh rice. <laughs> so I can't I don't know if this is good is this good or if you just get the hook up No it's like, good no golden dragon food okay. is good like don't, don't get it don't, like it's good it's just that the characters that walk in you be like uh, uh. 
<laughs> you make that little. You make. Uh, it's it's definitely one of the places that you keep your eye on the door. Yeah, you do. But you know, because it's like type of place on a Saturday night. This would call me a guard. I like you a bar, bro. Like you a bar. And Saturday, I got pat, I got like patted down. I was like, you pat me down in a bar. That's the first time I was like, okay, maybe y'all right. Because I got patted down in the bar. This is not a good look. <laughs> this is not a good look. You know what I mean? But the food is, I like because the food is good. Like, that's, I like the food. Like, they give you, like, these these steroid egg rolls. These joints are on, these joints are on steroids, bro. Like, and I, like, I can't eat meat, pause. So, like, <laughs> like I can't. So, I, was, I got, like, a veggie. I got, dude, I was there uh, Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. You on the Lord's Day. Okay. And right. I had like I had like a veggie egg roll and some veggie fried rice. Okay, we you could talk we could talk off mic what prompt you to go up there on Sunday. But. <laughs> life life moves, dog. I get it. Okay. I just flow with I flow where the wind takes me. All right. Okay. And it was like it's like my stomach was like, bro, you need some fried rice. I was like, Yeah, I need some fried rice. I went and got some fried so you rice. So drove all the way to Baltimore. Yo, it's not rice. far. It's forty five minutes away. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say it was far. It's I like, just I just questioned. Yeah, because the places here, like you see the same people. Yeah, that's I the get problem. It. I don't I like seeing it. these people that much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I want to be. I, look, dude. You know, I'm. I'm. A, I, have, I have a royalty in my blood. Sometimes I'll be, I want. I want to be amongst the commoners, dude. You know what I mean? I just want to be amongst the commoners. And on that note, Karina, <laughs> we want to let you get out of here. Hey, Karina, but, thanks for being on. Before we let you go, man, let our listeners know how they can catch you on social media. Also, your content for Bowie Bowie TV Sports. Also, mm-hmm. Double Take Sports. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, all that content. Put it, plug it all. Yes. Be sure to follow me on social media at Carita C. Parts on all platforms. Be sure to follow my sports media company, Double Take Sports, on all platforms. You can find it at DBL Take Sports and also DBLTakesports.com. And Raven's content is through Bowie TV Sports, and that's at Bowie TV Sports. Hey, Carita, thanks for being on. I'm going to try you know, you be on. We don't usually do Raven stuff often. No, right. but we should. We should, though. So, Kree, we'll have you back on. You absolutely should, because yeah. now you have me. You yeah, you're right. Facts, because you're fam. So, we're going to have you on here. Because, dude, because <laughs> literally, I wouldn't, like, because I have nothing. I ain't going to lie to you. I had nothing to talk about. And I know <laughs> Kree is like a friend. I was like, you know what? We got to have Kree on. It's going to save It's gonna save the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, you are. I know that there's, like, a difference between Ravens fans and Commanders fans. But you are in the DMV and you cover DMV. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, one, I'm going to stop this. <laughs> and they're not you, the DMV. I'm about to say, because you was going through. a whole different route. We don't do I'm an Orioles fan, so, and these folks hate me. Like, willing them get on me for that. But still, like. D.C., Maryland, Virginia's. I, I don't know. No, Baltimore ain't the DMV. Will, can you school this girl to the, t- to the game? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, I've heard that before. I have heard that before. I guess the DMV is at the area closest to D.C.? Yes. Yes. Like, you know, we don't say all of Virginia is the DMV. But we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more next week because the Ravens play the Facts. Commanders. So we'll have you on, yeah. So we'll have you on okay, next week. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Look at Where's Will. that game at, He's on his corporate stuff today. I'm telling you, man. Cor- yeah, he's a corporate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cor- yeah, corporate Will is getting it. You know what I mean? He getting <laughs> all right. it. All right. All right, all right, all right Thank you, Karina. Thanks, Karina. Thanks. Right. Talk to you later. Hey, no problem. Hey, again, follow Karina on Twitter at Karina C. Parks, at Karina C. Parks.
I can read this with. Don't worry about okay. it. As part of our HBCU Corner segment, we'll play our interview with reigning MEAC men's basketball rookie of the year and MEAC tournament's most outstanding player, Howard Ford, shy Odom, after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. You dig? Deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Right. Mama love me, Pop left me, Mickey fed me, Annie dressed me, Eric fought me, made me tougher, love you for that my n- no matter what bruh, Marcy raised me, and whether right or wrong, streets gave me all I write in this song, Hootie babysitted, changed my diapers, Gil introduced me to the game that changed my life up, East Trenton grew me. Had me skipping school, Valencia's boyfriend, Volvo, had me making moves. Mama raised me, Papa, I miss you. God help me forgive him, I got some issues. Mickey cleaned my ears, Annie shampooed my hair, Eric was fly. I used to steal his gear, I was the baby boy, I could do no wrong. Years going past fast, let's move along. Kitchen table, that's where I hone my skills. Jazz made me believe this was real. Labels turned me down, couldn't foresee Clark sought me out, Dane believed Primo laced me, Ski did too Reasonable doubt, classic, shoulda went triple Mama loved me, Pop left me Grandma dressed me, plus she fed me Banana pudding, was in the hood then Puffing on, drinking pink champagne Tyrone with a VA spot Tone Mike Zoe and them VA's lock Big, what's up, ha? Be high, hated the fact I put rap to the back. Money pouring in, clientele growing out. Birth of my first nephew, time to slow it down. October 21st, Lavelle came to the world, followed by three more boys and then a baby girl. Mama loved me. TT, Uncle Jay, loves you to death, won't let no trouble come your way. Oh. Can't forget my man down in Maryland. He's going to November. How can I not remember? Tell your moms I'm near for Hunty Embra. And your son too. It's nothing I won't do. Unless you was me. How could you judge me? I was brought up in pain. Y'all can't touch me. Police pursue me. Chase cuff and subdue me. Talk to me rudely. Cause I'm young, rich, and I'm black and live in the movie. Not living by rules. New rap patrol in the city. Follow my crews. Blake, you still with me. What did I say? The time is coming. You one hit away. Means I ain't trying to change you. Just give you some game to make the transition from the street to the fame. My mama loves me. Loves me. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Ray and Wole, and it's now time for HBCU Corner. And we have a special guest joining us. He just completed his first year as part of the Howard men's basketball team. And his freshman year was dope. He amassed many accolades, including MEAC Freshman of the Year. Welcome to the show, Mr. Shy Odom. Shy, what's good, brother? 
I'm good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you guys for having me. I appreciate oh, yeah, you being on, man. Yeah, so, sure. so, Shy, man, you know, you already can see we kind of chill. We was already eating before we came on. <laughs> but also, uh, we like to ask some fun questions to get started. So I'm going to ask you this. Uh, talk about your, your first HBCU homecoming experience in your freshman year at Howard, bro. Man, it was amazing. Uh, a lot of people, you know, popped out. Uh, you know, I think the whole street of Georgia was shut down. The whole street of Georgia was shut down, um, and it was just a great experience, you know, being out there with my teammates. Uh, a couple of my uh, friends from Boston, my hometown, came down to campus to enjoy that moment with me. So it was, it was, it was a great experience, you know, just being there. Did they like DC? Yeah, they they love DC. They love DC. <laughs> you know, there's fun things, fun things to do, you know, go out with friends, do all that type of stuff. So yeah. So what was the what was the ladies looking like for homecoming, bro? <laughs> I mean, if you know Howard, then you would know what to expect when you come to campus. You know what I'm saying? My so, man. That's true. Yeah. This is this is true. When I was yeah. yeah, this is too much. This is so true. Yeah, it's still the same. It's still the same. Back still the then, same. Yeah, same man. I, yeah. I used to I used to work in the, in the hospital, so I saw a lot. I used to work in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, those are the, those are the days. Those are the days. All right. So I mean, like you know, you're from Boston, but you didn't you in the DMV. I want to know: Have you? Do, are you a fan of chicken wings and mumbo sauce from a, from the carryout? And if so, which teammate put you on? Because somebody put you on. Jelani. First person to put me on wasn't even my teammate. I'm not gonna lie. Whoa. First person. I my aunt. Uh, my aunt lives in D.C. She okay. actually got a job accepted at um, Howard. She's the director of coordination in the sports. I mean, in the marketing, uh, marketing department, and business uh-huh. school of business. And um, when I first got there, you know, I was staying with her for a little bit um, before I got on campus. And uh, we got, what, Jerry's Jerry's carryout somewhere yeah. around the corner. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it looks like, spot kind of looked like a hole in the wall, but <laughs> chicken and chicken and mumbo sauce was good. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I can't lie, it was very good. But I've tried some other different uh, chicken and mumbo in the city. I, I really like D.C. for soul food, though. Soul food, okay. um, the yams, mac and cheese. That's That's my favorite meal, actually. For real? Okay. I like Ooze and Oz. Ah, uh, right, yeah, right, that yeah. makes sense. Ooze and Oz yeah. got good wings. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, I, I peeped you, man. You know you had the, the, the special on at Sierra, so I see you like soul food. You know, it's been out there. <laughs> but look, you got to check out brunch. That, that, that's what we're going to tell you if you ain't yeah. been yet. Yeah. That's yeah, the, yeah brunch. Yeah. I'll wake up a time. <laughs> Yeah, I'll wake up time. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. At some point, you still got some years. <laughs> yes, uh, hopefully, you still got some more time here in the DMV. But um, we also know, like I just mentioned, we kind of know your background a bit. You in the music. So mm-hmm. who you rocking with in terms of like musical artists? Who's your favorite hip-hop artist? Who are you listening to right now? Uh, right now, I listen to a lot of different people. I recently just got um, uh, hip to a guy named B-Baby. Uh, he's like an up-and-coming artist. I've been listening listening to him a lot lately. Um, but as far as like mainstream, you know, I listen to Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Gunna. You know, even though with all that's going around with Gunna right now, I still listen to Gunna. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who else? Uh, Drake. Drake's probably like my top guy. Yeah. Um, and I also got like a little bit of an R&B side, like Giveon, um, Bryson Tiller, uh, a couple of the girls, her, um, oh, yeah. Ico. I like I like a lot of different things. I got you, I got some You still recording yourself? Um, I used to kind of play around with it, but you know, I I just did, I never really got you know into it. Really, my mom sings, my dad sings, my whole family sings, but um, I don't really I don't really do it for anymore. 
I should. Right, nobody, right, nobody listens. Would you say? I'm sorry. I said I should, but I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, right, nobody listens to T.I. anymore, right? You know what I'm saying? We only, you know, you know what I'm saying? I good. mean, he ain't on auto-tune. Everybody knew they auto-tuning, man. That's the same. <laughs> you ain't on auto-tune, you ain't getting played, bro. But I mean, I like some of the people you said. You know, I'm yeah. older, though, so it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I definitely don't like I like that. 21 Savage, though. Well, I, I, like, I like 21 Savage, though. That's why. Yeah, like, 21 is good. 21 yeah. is good. So, who was your favorite hooper? My favorite hooper, LeBron. LeBron? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Straight, straight, straight to it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even have said LeBron. I should have just said the GOAT. Should have just said the GOAT. Oh, so you on that side. Okay. 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 I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong with no, that. No, 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 uh, so getting the chance to meet him personally, I'm sure that helped your your fan. Nah, I was I was a fan like that before. I ever even got a chance to be around him. So you know. Oh, you from Boston? You a? Mm-hmm. I was I was a LeBron fan way before. Like my first pair of shoes was LeBron ones. Like the mm. baby, my mom got me those. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I was born his draft year. I was born in 2003. So yeah. I, I ain't like mad at him. Bro. I'm a Magic I'm fan. That's totally the part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a Magic fan. LeBron is like the to me is like almost like the second coming. He's a super. He's a souped up version of Magic. That's why I call it LeBron. Not, nothing like him so far. He's played a long time, man. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, if you want to learn how to take care of your body, that's definitely the man to look to. No doubt. For sure, he's been running the league for 20 years, man. Facts. Facts. You seen that, have you seen that picture of him uh, with Jason Tatum uh, when Jason yes. Tatum and now they're playing against each other? Like, yeah, that's crazy, that's crazy to me. Like you know that's how, that's how long he's been running the league for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, "Running the league." <laughs> yes, though. I mean, for real, real talk. I mean, this is something that even the LeBron haters they can't really argue. Real talk, they can't argue. They ain't no dude that had this type of longevity ever. Mm-hmm. Period. Even From as good as Kareem was, yeah. yes. Like Kareem was at his last. Somebody was was under twenty. LeBron is still giving you twenty six, six and six and like the same thing he was doing his rookie year. He he's still doing the same thing in terms of like averaging twenty six and seven. Easy, you know what I mean. So we can debate that later, though. That's cool. It's a fact. There's no debate. It's a fact. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not debating the, the longevity, but the goal yeah. piece. That, that that's a fun discussion, man. <laughs> it's all good, though. <laughs> all right, so everybody got their own opinion. I know. Yeah, right. of course, of course. That, that, that's why we love talking sports, man. Hey, it's always gonna be like that, no matter what. Um, but let let's get into it now, bro. Uh, your teammates, you at Howard, y'all had a good season last year. I covered you all this season. I, I came to the first home game. Um, I covered the first home game, I should say, against UDC. You didn't play in that game. But I just feel like from the beginning of the year up until the MEAC tournament, just a tremendous amount of growth. You all came together, gained continuity, and were unstoppable. Won that MEAC tournament title. Just what was that experience like? And um, how special do you think this team was this past season? Um, I think the team was very special. Um, <clears throat> at first, you know, it was really just – a group of guys put in the room, but, you know, as we got, as we got, you know, deeper into the season, uh, became more than that. We became brothers, you know what I'm saying? We decided to do a lot of things together, things that most teams don't do, uh, you know, off court stuff. You know, we were, you know, doing sessions together where we talk about different types of things and, you know, get to learn about each other on a deeper level so that it makes, you know, practice and the game, you know, a little bit, a little bit more intimate, I'd say. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that um, is why, you know, being able to be in the middle of a game and, like, you know, have so much emotion going on and still be able to pull through was, like, there was three games against Norfolk State this year where it was either way. 
and we took all three of those games. And I think I think we took all three of those games solely because we had better team chemistry. So that last home game couldn't have went either way. That was a blowout. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, nah, that was a blowout. Oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> but nah, nah, definitely, I agree. That I, I saw it come together. It was a beautiful thing. I don't know if you felt it. I mean, you saying it, but I guess me observing you, you're right there in it. I mean, it was it was dope to watch. No, for sure. I have never been a part of a team like last year's team, for sure. Let me ask you real quick. Was it the LaSalle game, if you remember, that was right before the break? Because right after that game, you like you was ready to go home right before Christmas. Um, so did the change happen after the Christmas break, you think? Yeah, the change definitely happened after the Christmas break. I had, uh, I came home, um, for like three days, you know, I got some good recovery out here in, uh, in LA and, um, I did some working out while I was out here for three days too. And I think just being able to come back home, see my family, my sisters and my mom, uh, just took a little bit of the weight off my shoulders. And uh, I went back out there, and I just started doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't stressing. You know, I wasn't homesick no more. Just got that good place to home. So um, everything just started clicking, man. And once it was going, it was going. Makes sense. So you were like, you were, you was also the Miac outstanding player in the tournament. Like that, how that experiment, that that experience as a freshman. Like talk about that. Like to be the most outstanding player in the conference tournament. I mean, to be honest. I just put three solid games together and you know, that right there, it was just consistent. Like that's, that's, that's been one of the biggest things I've tried to work on is consistency, um, you know, in basketball and everything I do, to be honest. And um, it's tough being consistent every day is tough. That's why I feel like LeBron is yeah. guys, I wish you bring it up, man, because he's super consistent, man. That's yeah, what absolutely. Everybody got to work on. So, um, I, I just think being able to do that um, and, and help my team get to that victory, it was an amazing feeling, uh, especially as a freshman. But I knew that I knew that I was capable of it the entire time. Um, it just took a little bit of uh, maturing to do during the season and adjustments, you know, of the college life because you know it's it new. It was new to me. So with all that, Howard made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1992. Uh, you took on Kansas, and you gave him a you gave him a big a big fight. Anybody watched that game? Your team competed, and you competed. How was that experience playing in the NCAA, NCAA tournament? Because Ray and I, that's like a dream of ours. <laughs> well, I would say that that was probably my second most nervous time I've ever was playing in front of a crowd. And the only reason why I say second most nervous time is because I remember my fresh, my sophomore year when I first came out to Sierra Canyon, we played against uh, Minnehaha, um, and they had Chet Holmgren, uh, uh-huh. Jalen Suggs, and all those type of people. And uh, we played against them in the Timberwolves Arena, sold out the whole stadium, 17,000 fans. Oh, wow. That was the most nervous game I have ever had as a kid. I was, you know, hands were sweating for the game. Um, and then I felt like when I got to, you know, when I got to March Madness, um, you know, I was I was a little nervous the day before the game. Like, I don't know why the day before the game I was nervous, but the day of the game, I was ready. Like, I was ready. I was, I was ready. I, I went out there, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I played against Grady Dick a whole bunch of times. You know, I've seen him a lot of times throughout my past. So it's like, mm. this ain't nothing new to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh. I've been on these type of stages. You know what I'm saying? Like, why I'd be scared now? And I had a dominant first half. Had yeah. Sure did, bro. And then I think... My, my my engine, my engine in the tank kind of started to slow down. Um, so and so did my team. Um, you know, they started doing all types of double teaming and 
You know, they're a fast-paced team. They were yeah. they were capitalizing off of our mistakes and turnovers, and that's why that game went the way it did. Uh, but all credit to them. They were a great, great team. Oh, but they felt y'all, though. Don't get it twisted. They, they felt y'all. They definitely, they definitely underestimated us. Yes, yes. Yeah. They definitely underestimated us in the first game. Honestly, know. I'm just glad you all were where you were in terms of seating. I mean, honestly, you want to be higher, or ironically, you want to be higher. Um, but Plain. still, you didn't have to do the playing tournament. Yeah. You went yeah. straight into that. You went straight into that game against Kansas because you were supposed to be there, um, and you part of history. I don't yeah. know if you if it really hits you yet because um, nah, you, you literally usually locked in. <laughs> nah, for sure, man. I, I mean, I, it definitely locked in. You know, that was my goal the whole year to be, you know, be legendary. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm just glad I was able to get it done, and now it's time to go chase another one. Yeah, because I, I watch you. I watch you to start games. And they always announce at the beginning of the game, me at Rookie of the Week, and you won. I don't know how many of them. I, I lost yeah. count. I was trying to introduce you with it. But I was like, forget it. I don't know how many it is. But you, ne- <laughs> but you never you never make a face, though. You never, like, seem to, re- to react to it again because you say you stay locked in. So that's why I just said that focus is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you know you're supposed to be the, fr- the best freshman in the, in the conference, uh-huh. it's not no – it's not a, you know, mistake here. And now – Going into my sophomore year, it's like I have to think about myself as the best player in the league. Uh, I'm trying to get player of the year next year. That's my goal. So um, this offseason work has been hectic and brutal. So that's the LeBron stuff. stuff. That's the LeBron stuff. Yep. Exactly. So, Ray, you want to take the next one? What we do? Yeah, uh, I was getting ready to mention that you want to be the best player, anyway. It's kind of a good segue. Um, I don't know if you're aware, the last HBCU player to be drafted was 2012, Kyle O'Quinn from Norfolk State. Um, you want to be the best player in the MEAC? You've already achieved a lot as a freshman. Is the NBA still your goal? And uh, also, what are some other goals after you finish school at Howard? Yes, uh, the NBA is definitely, you know, the main goal. Um, I plan on making it to the NBA, you know, you know, just playing as much basketball as I can. Uh, you know, I've already had injuries, you know, in high school, you know, Body's breaking down, man. So you gotta be able to, uh-huh. gotta be able to have a plan B. You know, that's what I would tell every kid that's coming up in this basketball game because, you know, life throws stuff at you that you can never, you know, you can never prepare for. Um, so, uh, I mean, outside of basketball, I'm definitely into the music stuff. I definitely want to learn how to like produce. Uh-huh. Um, I think I have a good, you know, feel for sounding and stuff like that. Um, but. Um, I also like uh, sports broadcasting. I feel like, you know, being able to talk sports, just like how we're doing right now, just having fun, filled conversations. Yeah. I feel like I could do that, you know, maybe on my own podcast one day. Have, oh, you know, definitely you can. You can. Yeah, I definitely have, like, players that I've had, like, players I've played with in, in, in the past, you know what I'm saying, just come on and give a little bit more insight into their life, just like how I'm doing right now. You have a great platform, my friend, just based off everything you said. And, Fast. I mean, brother, trust us. It's, it's possible, so. Yeah, man. Hey, look, you can join us anytime. You want to get that practice in. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you thanks. know what? You, you just talked about what you've been through, and, and I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Considering all that you've you know, been through physically, how did it feel to basically finish the season and be in relatively good shape, healthy? Man, it felt – it was a surreal feeling, man, because during the season, you know what I'm saying, I go down like, damn, like three years in a row. It's three years – I go down to something in my knee, you know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and, it's, and it's not my fault. Normally, some injuries are like, you know, you do it yourself, you twist it a weird way, but all of my injuries have been impact. Like, it wasn't my fault. So it's like, I'm just like, damn, like, why does this keep happening to me? You know what I'm saying? And luckily, 
none of them were, you know, surgical injuries, you know what I'm saying? So the process of getting back was slightly easier. Um, but, you know, being able to achieve that goal of being a champion at the end of the year while going through all the obstacles I had to go through with injuries um, throughout the season, it was amazing, man. Like, it was like everything was worth it. All the pain was worth it. All the fighting through, you know, in the practices and the games and, you know, all the treatment and rehab I had to do, it was worth it, man. At the end of the day, it was worth it when those confetti and all that, man. You know, seeing my mom out there being proud of me. You know, and it was the same thing for some of my other teammates, too. You know, Jelani, he's had three injuries in college as well. I feel like that, you know, stuff like that is why, you know, we played the way we played and showed some heart. Yeah, that team was definitely special. It really was. And I do want to go back to something you said about, you know, your goal being that you want to be the best player in your sophomore year, the best player in the MEAC. So what kind of things are you doing to work on your game to be, so, that, so, that can be, so that can be true? Uh, so I've been playing more so like a big man. Um, the last couple of years now, going into my sophomore season, if I want to be able to play in the league, I got to be able to look like a a, a, a shooting guard to uh-huh. a small forward. Gotcha. Um, because I'm not that I'm not that tall. I'm pretty big and brolic, but I'm not really tall on the height side. So I'm really just working on you know flexibility, mobility, being able to defend smaller guards, um, and also working on decision making and ball handling uh, to be able to playoff pick and screen, uh, I mean, pick and roll options, um, you know, bringing the ball up myself, uh, starting off, uh, starting offense and stuff like that, and also working on my three-point percentage. I uh, wow. shot quite terrible last year from three. Didn't really shoot a lot, um, but didn't really shoot a great percentage as well. Um, so I'm trying to bump that up to like a 35, 40% next year, and I feel like if I do all these numbers um, that, I'm, that I'm looking at, that I'm looking for, uh, you know, I'm definitely somewhere in that on that radar for uh, oh, NBA. I definitely think you're on the wheel, on the right track to get there. You know, I mean, it's, the NBA is like positionless basketball anyway. PJ Tucker is like what? Exactly. You I'm know what I mean? I'm keeping the buck. And you and you got more in the bag than PJ Tucker. No disrespect to PJ Tucker though, but no you respect know what I mean? at all because he does yeah. a good job. He does a yeah. Job. I mean, I feel like the guys like PJ Tucker, Draymond Green, like they do some of those little things yep. that everyone looks at when it comes to being a part of a championship team or a winning. Nice. So maybe not a championship, but a winning team. Like, winning teams have those guys who will die on the floor, will get that offensive rebound that you need for that extra possession late uh-huh. in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, stuff like that is, you know, where I try to model my game after, but also have a little bit more of a, you know, a bag on the inside yeah. as well. So, so I got you. Yeah. Let me take the last one, bro. <laughs> okay, I thought you had something else. So, oh, no, for you, good. all right, so for you, Shy, like, what – does going to an H playing and playing for HBCU mean to you? Uh, playing for HBCU. What does it mean for me? I mean, it means it means a lot just for like just for like the culture of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's different than um, most other basketball atmospheres. Um, like, if you go to a game. At GW, it's different than going to a game at Burr. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like the vibe, the band, uh-huh. the dancing, the cheerleader, every all of it. You know what I'm saying? All of it just plays into effect, and you really get to see like where the culture of an HBCU comes from. And I didn't understand that until I really got to campus, uh-huh. um, and, I, and I started playing on the court while it's happening. You know what I'm saying? People in the people in the crowd going crazy, but you know I got to lock in. So. Uh, it was it was a great feeling. It was a great feeling. All right, I got one. More. I got one more. What 
what did what does playing playing for Coach Blakeney mean to you? What is he? How important has he been to you? Uh, he's been super important. He's a great role model, great guy. Um, he was uh, one of the only people that really you know believed in me when it was uh-huh. in that recruitment process, and you know saw me as the player I, that I needed to be. And you know him being able to put his confidence in me um, gave me the confidence to be the player I needed to be this year which essentially made all of us successful. Uh, so, yeah. hey, Shot, that's about it, man. I appreciate, we appreciate you. Before we let you go, is there anything you would like to add? Um, no, nah, man, I just want to say I appreciate you guys for having me. And, um, you know, that's it. All right, well, Shot, thanks for being Absolutely. on HBCU Corner with the Urban Sports team. We appreciate you, my man. Appreciate y'all too, man. No problem. All right, brother. All right, be safe. All right.